0: is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Canning. Welcome in everyone
1: to the High School Coaches Show on a very snowy evening here at Federated Media Multiplex here on the south side. Of Fort Wayne, coming down in buckets. They usually say that, John, about about rain, but I think it's fair to say it looks like buckets out there with snowflakes. Yeah, I would I would say so. You
2: know, I uh, did you know I actually uh, uh, spent the night Saturday night
1: here. Yeah, here. Really? Yes, in our f- fabulous multiplex. Was it comfortable? Eh. I mean, was it more comfortable than you thought it would be, or was it?
2: Uh, 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 yeah, it was definitely more more comfortable than you know than I thought. I thought
1: it would be. You thought it would be. Okay. So was it like on the floor? Or what was the setup?
2: Uh, so um, I, I I set up in in the conference room, which okay. where Sir Brent Rump sometimes you know stays in if there's bad weather, and <clears throat> because I I, I did the Maston game you know Saturday night, Saturday right? night, and then yeah. I had a another show on our sister station. Okay,
1: so you were here late. Okay, so you had one early in the morning. Yeah. yeah. And it was crappy weather. Yes. So. That's to say the least. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, probably smarter. You know, hopefully you're not staying the night here tonight, but... Uh It's coming on pretty good. We have a fair amount. You know, it's a weird week this week because of girls' sectionals. The boys' schedule is very Thursday-heavy. Thursday-heavy, Saturday-afternoon-heavy. A fair amount of boys' games getting canceled or postponed this evening. But we're going to talk to Bryce fans here in just a second about all that. We'll talk girls' sectional basketball as well. Akilah Sims of the Snyder Panthers will join us a little later in the show. Of course, former Snyder Panther herself, now the head coach, of the Panthers still alive, heading into the semifinals of the sectionals tomorrow night. We'll talk to Coach Sims. Also, hopefully, get to talk to Jonathan Jonathan Fueling of the Belmont Squaws. His team, 16-5. and five, um, A very good season for Belmont. So we're going to talk to, uh, hopefully, Coach Fueling as well. But we're going to start it off as we do each and every week with our pal, the award-winning journalist, Mr. Bryce Vance. Hello,
3: Justin. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you?
1: Good. Is it a snow globe up where you are this evening?
3: Um, I haven't even left my house today, but yes, um, it is a snow globe where I am sitting and looking out the window right now.
1: It's pretty wild. It was supposed to rain turn into snow, but we just skipped over the rain part. And uh, it was yeah. pretty wild out, especially uh, rush hour time in Fort Wayne for sure. But uh, Bryce, it's it's one of those weeks we got a lot going on. We got girls basketball sectionals throughout the week. We have a, a lot of boys action to talk about. Not as much as we thought we would because a fair amount of games getting postponed for this evening. But let's start with sectional play on the girls side. Anything through the early part of the week maybe catch you unawares or off guard, or has it been pretty expected thus far?
3: I believe it's been pretty expected um, so far. I think the the result that was probably maybe most in doubt and could go either way was the Angola-Concordia game, Um, and with Angola uh, taking care of that game late, and, uh, the, the next day, Concordia coach Dave Miller retires. Um, that was a little, uh, surprising. I, I'm assuming the, that he was just going to hang it up whenever the season did come to a close, whether it was last night or later on in, in the season. Um, but other than that, it was, it was pretty standard. Um, Lakeland, they had a huge uh, comeback against Central Noble up at and in, in the first game on, on Tuesday night. And uh, and I and I think that was a, a huge statement by the Lakers that even though they lost their second-best player in Faith Real, that they weren't going to um, have their season end uh, prematurely than they wanted to uh, because they have a lot of seniors on that team, and, and they definitely proved that they want to continue their careers um, and extend them at least one game further.
1: You mentioned that Lakeland game that was a game that uh, Lakeland outscored Central Noble 25 to 7 in the 4th quarter Bailey Hartsaw with 14 of 17 free throws game high 28 for the Lakers they will advance to play West Noble tomorrow in another game that uh, can raise some eyebrows in the first semifinal out at Wawasee what do we expect there
3: Yeah this time this game the first time around um, during the regular season was uh, was a very um interesting game. These two teams were coming in with just a few losses on their the record and I actually went back and looked through uh the box score of that game uh before we started chatting here and um and the big difference in that game the first time around was the turnovers that West Noble forced and the rebounding advantage that they had. They forced seventeen turnovers by Lakeland and um, out rebounded them, I believe, 31 to 17, 31-19, something of that margin. So, um, even though West Noble doesn't have, you know, some overpowering size, they do have a couple of girls inside, Michelle Ferris and Jasmine Smith that are are definitely um, capable and athletic enough to pull down quite a few rebounds and and be athletic enough on the defensive end to force some turnovers. And with Lakeland not really having any size at all besides Bailey Hart, so. Um that could be a, a huge advantage for West Noble going into uh tomorrow's matchup um at, at Wallace. C. And I, I would definitely give the edge I, I believe to to West Noble just the way that they play down the stretch, specifically defensively. They have been hounding teams all season. They kind of run a, a little trap defense that starts at half court, uh, kind of a one two two uh full court, shrunken down into the half court um and then they kind of sit back into what a little bit of a zone that forces a lot of problems and if and if Lakeland isn't hitting outside shots like they were the other night against Central Noble it, it could be trouble for them
1: Bryce, a game that uh, that is intriguing to me, and I think a, a, f- a good two days this will be, is uh, Friday, Saturday at Eastside, because you have Eastside and Adam Central meeting in the second game tomorrow night. Of course, that was the uh, the kickoff of, to the season uh, for those teams, and Eastside lost that game 33-25. These are both double-digit win teams. And at the top of the bracket, you have a Bluffton team that also got beat by Adam Central. So when we look at this one, particularly with Eastside, do we feel... Uh, after that thirty-three to twenty-five loss to start the season in early November, Mike Lordy's team gets a second shot at the Flying Jets tomorrow night.
3: Yeah, I really like their chances, um, and, I, and I think we talked about uh, about the Blazers last week on on the coach show here. That I really like the way that the, the Blazers are trending um, this that towards the latter part of the season, really competing well against the the, the top tier teams of the NECC. The, the West Nobles, the the Central Nobles, um, in in Angola they they gave them a battle um, the second time around in the conference tournament, and I, I just feel like that they're not just going to shy away where they maybe they were in the regular season from the the competition that may be at their same level or a little bit better than them. They're actually playing with them for the entire game um, and and giving these teams that are, are really good. Um, a chance to give themselves a chance at the win at the end of the games. And and I believe if they do that again, once again against Adam Central this time around, um, it could be an eight-point win instead of an eight-point loss like it was in the season opener.
1: Another really big game coming up tomorrow night. It'll be the second game at Garrett. It's round three between the Railroaders and Angola. Uh, The first round went one way. The second round went another way in the league tournament. So now it's a third time around with these two teams. How do we feel going into this one? Because they know each other pretty well.
3: Yeah, I believe with with the Angola, um, uh, similar to Eastside, they're playing so well right now, and and to, to beat Concordia the way that they did the other night, I, I think that um, as long as they can get Hannah Noel going, um, and then then I think it could be could be trouble for Garrett. Even though Garrett is just so deep and and so you know they can beat you in so many different ways with inside with Taylor Gurkey or uh, Morgan Ostrowski, or beat you outside with. Faith Owen and Bailey Kellum, who's also a really good driver. And then they have uh, Natalie Armstrong as, the, as their point guard and probably one of their best defenders on the team. Um, but for for Angola, it's going to need a combination of Hannah Noll and Lauren Leach. Lauren Leach kind of has shown up sometimes in some of these bigger games and is really kind of just you're wondering where she's at on the court or if you lose track of her, whether she gets shut down by an opposing big. Um, she needs to, to come out and have a, a really good game to give Angola a shot uh, against the railroaders and, and if she does, then then it could be a really fun and back and forth type ball game
1: you but we were talking to Angola and I don't think it was intentional shade thrown but Angola ending the season of the Concordia cadets as you mentioned and ending the career of Dave Miller who won you know, for over 475 career games and when the story was posted online Angola likes it Angola girls basketball account likes it I'm not saying it was intentional it was just kind of you know a coincidence that uh, got a little bit of a chuckle out of me at least because I I, I like that shade throw you know you know me Bryce we like a
3: little, <laughs> a little, yeah, and I, I don't know if that it was. You know, no, it really wasn't intentional. It though. just it was it was kind of funny. Yeah, they were just you know maybe showing appreciation. I mean because they've gone back and forth Angola and Concordia has um, ever even when Appleton started, yeah, and now under Coach Burlingame, these two teams have either been in the sectional finals or faced up with each other in somewhere in the sectional multiple times, and and they've had some some really good battles. Um, and, and maybe it was just a, a like of, oh, man, we, um, we appreciate going back and forth with you, even though they could have replied to that tweet and, and said, You know, we had some good battles instead of, hey, we like the tweet that says you're
1: retiring. (laughs) Well, you know, you mentioned it, too, because um, these teams go back. I mean, they have history all the way throughout this decade, really, almost meeting nearly yearly in the sectional, early or late. And and it was last year that Angola got that win. or 2 years ago I think it was 2 years ago yeah. got that win over Concordia to win the sectional championship. Concordia clipped them again last year. But um it, it's quite the rivalry and that was really for Brandon Appleton when he was coaching the girls team. That was kind of the 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 target, the barometer is is we're yeah. not there yet until we beat Concordia in the postseason and sure enough in 2019 they did it. So definitely some respect there.
3: Yeah, I think so, and and that's what you're starting to see. Not only – um and I think Coach game has, has continued that on, and, and they're trying to not only shoot for the likes of Concordia, but now they're starting to shoot even higher with, you know, picking up Homestead on the schedule this year and picking up Carroll. I mean, they weren't originally on the schedule, but when they had open dates because of, you know, COVID restrictions and stuff like that this season, they went after those teams that, you know, are maybe a little bit better than them, but they wanted to challenge themselves. And that's what – Angola has really been has been under Appleton and now under Burlingame.
1: One other sectional I wanted to touch on before we switch over to the, to the boys side of things at Fairfield and you know Bremen looks like a solid team but you know could we potentially have a Prairie Heights Fairfield matchup because I feel like Prairie Heights feels like they have something to prove after being held to what it was like 12 points
3: in yeah.
1: that December loss to Fairfield could we get a rematch between those two?
3: I, I think we can, but I, w- I was up there the other night and in, in covering um, Prairie Heights uh, just demolishing South Bend Career Academy, and then I saw Bremen take on Westview, and, and Bremen's a really solid team. Um, Katie Moyer had, had 29 points over Westview, and if, if Fairfield doesn't have anybody inside to, to slow her down, then they're in real trouble. I, I think Prairie Heights does. If it is Bremen against Prairie Heights, in in the championship because prairie heights has kennedy kugler and Trayvon terry both girls about at either at six foot or above um but katie moore was was really dominant inside there and she was even going out on in transition taking the ball to the floor sometimes and, and driving in for for layups so she's definitely a real threat for bremen um and if, if bria garber and, and bailey willard don't have good games for fairfield um uh, tomorrow night it, it could be real trouble for the falcons
1: he is Bryce Vance, award-winning journalist at KPC Media Group, joining us here as he does each and every week on the High School Coaches Show. Bryce, let's uh, transition over to the NECC boys' side of things. And can we put a cap on the season, at least in the conference, with Westview? 9-0, and oh, uh, they needed overtime to beat West. No one needed double overtime. Got it done. They have Heights and Fremont left. I feel on paper those aren't big challenges, but are we getting ahead of ourselves?
3: Um, I don't. I don't think we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. I. I think they can beat Prairie Heights um, pretty easily. Um, if Fremont, you know, I, I think that they have the pieces. I think they're just a year away from from being a, a contender uh, or a challenger to taking down some of the top teams in the NEC. But with the way that Westview is is kind of playing against teams right now and, and letting teams hang around and make it interesting and. And the game against West Noble last night was back and forth, and and uh, if you're going to allow teams to, to hang around, you're going to give them life, and and that's all this Fremont team would need because they took a team like New Haven, right? you eh, maybe similar teams. They like to get up and down, pass the ball around, and and shoot it a lot. Um, I, I would say Fremont has the better of the two chances to to beat Westview. Um, because I know a, a team like Central Noble was just probably watching that game closely last night. Just, and even though West Noble is a rival, they were probably cheering on the Chargers harder than anybody um, <laughs> watching that stream, just hoping that, that you know, Westview would get a, a number one in the loss column just so they would have a chance at a conference title. But more than likely, I, I would say Westview has a good chance of, of wrapping up the conference schedule undefeated.
1: While Westview may be atop the conference, I think you could argue that the best team in the league right now is Central Noble, winners of 14 straight, and uh, won the NECC tournament. They knocked off Busco for the second time by double digits uh, last week. This team's playing some good ball. at 16-1, as good of a season as John Bodie and this group had last year. Um, Maybe you'll be able to tell us the last time they won 14 straight. It sure as heck wasn't last year. So this group got clipped last year in the sectional championship. championship game by chair busco they've already beaten busco twice uh i wouldn't say you know a third one's in the bag because you also throw westview and east side into that competitive westview sectional but man we saw them at the necc tournament and they've just continued it from there really really manhandling opponents
3: yeah and and their last two wins i think say um everything that needs to be said about this team And, and they in the second win over busco Central Noble didn't play its its best game, and they still handled them and were up by 20 in the second half, and they went on to beat Busco by 13 points. But by no means was Central Noble playing its best game. And in, in the game against Bethany Christian this past Monday, they, it, they were letting the Bruins hang around for a while, and then they just pulled away in the second half and Kane Seijin finishes with over, with, with I believe 35 points in the win. And that's just kind of how Central Noble can play. They can not have their best games or not play well for a half and still beat you by double digit points. And that, that can be really scary if you, if you think about it and what this team has the potential to do, um, later on this season. And I, I think if they went out, um, and they finished the, the regular season 23-1. and one. I think that's the most wins in a regular season for a Central Noble team. Um, I think when they were not consolidated yet and when they were still Albion and Wolf Lake, I think a, one of those two teams had a 23-win season. So um, it would be a, a program-tying record. Um, but I, this team is, is very scary. Um, And and anybody that's left on their schedule, I would be definitely scared to play them. And and, and in the sectional, I'd be definitely worried as well because I I believe this team is the favorite for the sectional, even though it's still um, just about a month away.
1: You know, Bryce, let's look at the Northeast 8 on the boys' side really quick. And I want to ask you about East Noble because um, they were winless in the league, so people will think they're a pushover, yet they lost by just two to Belmont last night um they lost i think by two to huntington north last month uh lost a close game to glenn late in december that it went in overtime i believe um they clipped uh, westview which was a big win for you so uh, we'll get to the whole conference in a minute but i think east, uh, east noble you look at them and maybe gloss over them because you see the 0-4-5 conference record but man they are so close to being you know two and three three and two in this league
3: yeah i I think they are and it's it's i think they're they're a solid team um but i covering their game last night uh against belmont and they were right there at the very end had their chance to win and and tyler james for belmont hit the floater with with three seconds left to to win the game um but this east noble team is is very young they have one senior brayden ball who's currently out right now. He's expected to, to come back this Saturday when they take on South Bend Washington. Um, but this team has the pieces, I think, to be good um, next year and maybe the year beyond that when some of these sophomores and, and even freshmen that are playing out there right now, this team is is just young, and it's going to take them a year or two. Some of these guys are being thrown into the fire um, when they weren't expected to play varsity basketball this year, or or a whole lot of it. Keegan Foster, the starting point guard, wasn't expected to be the starting point guard. It was supposed to be Spencer Denton, who missed this is going to miss this entire season with a with an ACL tear. Rowan Zolman, the star on the football team, was was supposed to be on the team as well, and he ended up leaving the team uh, before they played their first game. So. Um, those are two athletic guys, two guys that could have played very well for this East Noble team that they don't have on the roster, and so a lot of younger guys are being stepped up into forced into roles that maybe they're, they weren't ready for um, and maybe still aren't ready for right now.
1: You know, another team, as we stick with the Northeast 8 here with Bryce Vance, is, uh, is Belmont. We saw them go on the road last week and challenge Leo, eventually dropping a 47-43 to 43 decision. They, they go to East Noble last night, as you mentioned, that game getting a 38-36 win. But Belmont this year has played 14 games. They're 9-5 under Coach Fueling. Ten of those games have been decided by five points or less. That's astounding to me, and it really shows, I think, how competitive this league is top to bottom. We crowned. Leo, but even Leo has had to play some tough ball down the stretch to hold off some league foes. So top to bottom, I feel this uh, this league, while maybe not a premier team, I, I don't even know if Leo's a premier team. I mean locally they are, but are, can they make a deep run? That's tough. But everybody else is within four points of their average margin. Either they're plus or minus, Four points. That shows how competitive they are. And, and I feel like this is a league where every night you know, you can be caught off guard. It, it's cliche when people say it. It's not always true. But I feel like in the Northeast State this year, it's absolutely accurate.
0: Yeah,
3: I, I think so. I think you have a team that is the, the top team, maybe not an elite team, um, like like you said. And then you just have a group of teams in the middle that, that are very solid, um, probably going to finish, you know, around 500 overall in their season records, but could finish with just one or, or two wins in, in conference just because the rest of that conference is going to beat up on each other and, and clip somebody maybe when you didn't expect to, to beat somebody like East Noble could have very well beaten Huntington North and Belmont. Um, if, if last second shots don't go uh, the opposing team's way that East Noble could be right in the middle of that race instead of at the bottom. Um, and, and same for, for DeKalb, DeKalb has, has been battling with some of these teams in, in the conference, and they have a lot of talent. They have, you know, Cole Richmond and, and Connor Penrod are two very talented players, um, and can make things difficult for opposing teams. So there's there's teams that are just hanging around in the middle of the conference, and, and it feels like if you look at the, just their conference records, you think, well, they're not that good. But if you take a look at who they've beaten outside of the conference, then and you might think differently of how well these teams have competed um, against against each other and outside of the conference. All
1: right, Bryce, what is on tap this weekend for Mr. Vance?
3: Uh, tomorrow I'm scheduled right now to be at Garrett. And um, the weekend for, for Saturday, I don't know yet. Played it all depends ear. on who wins on Friday night.
1: I hear you. All right, bud, hey, appreciate the time. Thanks a lot, as always. And uh, we'll catch you next week.
3: All right, thanks, Justin. That
1: was Bryce Vance, the award-winning journalist from KPC Media Group, joining us as he does each and every Thursday to kick off the show. We're going to take a break. Come back. We're efforting Jonathan Fueling of, of Belmont Boys. If not, we'll just we'll just wing it, John. That's what we do here. Akilah Sims from the Snyder Panthers girls basketball team will join us around 6:45. So we'll talk some some basketball when we come back. We know that we established that. We'll see if we can get a coach. If not. John and I will figure out something. So we're going to take a break. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM.
0: Listen for Fort Wayne Sports Talk for the guys who know it best. Kent Horman and Brett Rump. Back-to-back weekdays. They've been covering the Summit City and all the great athletes and teams that have come and gone like no one else. And now you get their insights daily. Listen weekdays at 2 for SportsWise. And stick around at 4 for the Sports Rush. Brent Rump and now Kent Horman. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Download the 1380 app. Enable your smart speaker to listen. Or go to 1380thefan.com com
4: with so many roofing companies in the area it's tough to be sure you're partnering with the right business to get the job done. Alliance Exteriors is here to make that decision easier for you. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal roofing, shingle roofing and more. They promise to take care of you for life. From the time a team member arrives at your door to years after your job is completed with a lifetime warranty. Did you know booking your roofing project with Alliance Exteriors in winter will save you thousands and guarantees that your home will be at The front of the line comes springtime. Call Alliance Exteriors today, 908 5465. Check out their Facebook or visit their website at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no pressure estimate. All estimates come with an exclusive 10 point inspection, a $129 value for free. Book now to save thousands off the last roof you will ever put on your home. Don't forget to ask about their first responder discount. Start the process with Alliance Exteriors, your partners for life. When was the last time your home's furnace and air conditioning systems were inspected or tuned up? If it's been over a year or you simply don't remember, you need to get on the phone to Jen at Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer at 450-3343. Premier Mechanical owner Scott's reputation for personal attention and exceptional service means they will take care of you and your heating and cooling needs as if your home was their home with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Call Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer, 450-3343.
5: Hi, this is Annette Benning. I'd like to tell you about a nonprofit human services organization that has been helping everyone in performing arts and entertainment for more than 130 years, the Actors Fund. The fund serves everyone in film, theater, television, music, opera, radio, and dance with programs to support a life in the arts. The fund offers emergency financial assistance in times of need, including help for those in crisis due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Services include health care and insurance counseling, housing, secondary employment, and training services and more, all to help foster stability and resiliency for the people who lift us up and brighten our days through their work, especially in times of crisis and anxiety. To learn more, please visit Actors Fund org
0: now back to the high school coaches show on fort wayne sports station 1380 the fan and 100.9 fm welcome
1: back everyone to the high school coaches show i'm justin Kenny here with john graham till seven o'clock talking area high school basketball on a snowy thursday evening first week of february a fair amount of basketball games were canceled for this evening due to the weather one that's will be played is tonight at about a seven thirty ish tip off and it'll be Brett Rump right from Blackhawk I know it's out Southside tonight. So out at the Southside it will be the Blackhawk Christian Braves. Southside Archers, of course the Blackhawk Christian Braves. Enter tonight's game fourteen and one lone loss, a seventy two to sixty setback at Homestead last month southside 5 and 8 on the year coming off a 72-66 loss to Michigan City at home last Saturday it's been up and down season for JJ Foster's group got off to uh it were 3 and 3 uh, on December 29th, lost a game to Mishawaka by one point. Then they had to play at Homestead at Marion. They were competitive with Marion. Almost knocked them off before falling late to the Giants. Since then, league wins over Concordia and Bishop to Wanger, And Gabe Carroll a game january 22nd a nine-point defeat so another one of those teams that we talked that were right there they lose by six to Northside. they lost in overtime to cherubusco fell to leo to kick off the season by 10 so don't look past the archers but i i continue to say it until i'm proven wrong blackhawk christian and homestead are on another level than anybody else in the area it's not even close uh, I know a lot of people are talking about one and two. I'm wondering who the third best team I mean, Is it Carroll? I think Carroll has a shot to prove that they're up there. It's, we still have Carroll and Homestead that will decide the SAC coming up later this month. In fact, the, uh, I think it's February 19th will be the game. Homestead and Carroll 6-0 and atop the league in the SAC. A combined 30-2, both of those losses by Carroll. And then the next closest team is Snyder at 4-3. So it's clearly a two-horse ho- two race in the SAC. Snyder, four and three. You have Northside, Southside at three and three. Bishop Twinger, three and four. Northrop, two and three. Concordia, two and four. Wayne, one and five. Bishop Lures, zero and five. Real quick, let's go over the uh, sectional schedule coming up. Over the next couple of days, if you're uh, a girls' basketball fan, want to check out some action, uh, here it is. Uh, we'll start in Class 1A, Sectional 51 at Fremont. It will be Bethany Christian and Fremont. In the first game tomorrow, Hamilton and Blackhawk Christian in the second game. Blackhawk Christian, uh, a school record 17 wins this season. They look like the favorite there to win a sectional title. At Fairfield, To be Southern Wells, North Miami. First game tomorrow, Lakeland, Christian, and Northfield. The second game, the Fairfield sectional. We talked a little bit about that with Bryce fans to open the show. It'll be LaVille and Prairie Heights, followed by Fairfield and Bremen in, in, uh, in sectional 36 in Class 2A, Bluffton and Cherubusco at 6 six o'clock Adams Central East Side at seven thirty tomorrow evening and then of course the championship games all coming up on Saturday night. Class three A Wawa C West Noble Lakeland. A couple NECC teams meeting there to pick a new Valley and Northwood in the second semifinal tomorrow. Woodland Garrett, 6 o'clock tomorrow uh, at Garrett in sectional 21. Bishop DeWanger and Angola to follow. Uh, at Norwell, it'll be Eastern Greentown against Belmont to kick off that doubleheader tomorrow night in the semis. Heritage and Norwell will follow. Uh, sectional 24 at Newcastle, to be Yorktown and Jay County. Jay County, the team that doesn't get a lot of pub around here. They're kind of in the... In that media dead zone, at least for the major metropolitan areas, there down in Jay County and in, in, in Portland, they're 18 and three. Very good basketball team. Those final four teams left in the Newcastle sectional, three of them have 15 or more wins, so it'll be an entertaining couple nights down at Newcastle Fieldhouse. Uh, at sectional four in Class 4A at Goshen, it'll be Elkhart and Penn, Northridge, and Warsaw tomorrow night. Warsaw 17-5, and five, another team kind of that media dead zone. Uh, at DeKalb, sectional five tomorrow. Carroll and East Noble at 6 o'clock. Snyder and Northrop at 8 o'clock. We'll talk to Akilah Sims, head coach of the Snyder Panthers here in just a little bit. And at Columbia City in the new pristine-looking gymnasium that is a part of the new pristine-looking Columbia City High School will be tomorrow night, Columbia City and Homestead, followed by Southside and Huntington North. Got to see the uh, Columbia City uh, gymnasium for the first time on Tuesday night. Beautiful facility. Great job by everybody for that. that entire school, but particularly the athletic facilities. Remember, if you're going out to a game tomorrow and you're happening to go to the second game, I do believe that everybody in the state of the Indiana should be following this protocol. You're not allowed to stick around after the first game. The first game crowd is asked to leave. And then it's a 45-minute break between games one and two. And fans are not allowed in until the 15-minute mark. For that second game. So during the warm-ups, 15 minutes left before tip, that's when fans for game two are being allowed in. So if you're thinking, I need to get there at 7.15, 7.30, you'll probably be standing outside for a while. Shoot closer to 8 o'clock tomorrow night, at least for those tips for those second games. Again, as long as the host schools are following the IHSAA mandated protocol, which they should be, It'll be 45 minutes between games one and games two tomorrow night. I imagine that to be the case for boys sectional champion or boys sectional week when we get to that. Also, regional championship. You know, we always have back-to-back games uh, in the mornings could see that being cleared out in semi-state as well so we'll see keep an eye on that and pay attention because that will definitely affect the start times of these games and also whether you're standing in the cold outside or not so uh, plenty of basketball coming up over the next couple days a lot to decide on the boys side literally anticipating that homestead carroll game coming up in a couple weeks but uh you know a, a huge game that overshadows everything coming up on sunday night it'll be the Super Bowl. Is it Super Bowl 55, is that what it is, John? Super Bowl 55. Okay, gotcha. Yes. We got uh, it's Tom Brady and the and the Tampa Bay Bucks against uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I know it's been broken down ad nauseum here on the on the radio throughout the week, but here's we um, we kill a couple minutes before we go to break. Let's um let's look at this one, John. Who do you what do you think? is going to transpire who are you maybe more importantly who are you rooting for i'm rooting for the chiefs
2: um because i you know i like patrick mahomes and tom brady just needs to go away
1: really you're a tom brady hater of course i live in indiana oh come on (laughs) i like i like tom brady now can you admit that he's the greatest quarterback ever or will you not do that?
2: No, I will not really? do that.
1: I will admit that it's uh, it's the Super Bowl is going to be teacher versus the student. Yeah, I can see that. This is the thing, though. where you one of those people that were saying Tom Brady is a product of the Bill Belichick system, and now he steps away and goes to Tampa and takes the Bucks to the Super Bowl, basically making that point, that argument moot, and showing that Tom Brady can go elsewhere and win exactly yeah he doesn't
2: need bill Belichick, you know you know to stand by him to move on to the super bowl i i do give brady credit i do give okay. brady credit okay you, you know because tampa bay they used to be a who?
1: What team? Right? Uh, I mean, you have to go back to early 2000s when they were a, a, a threat to win the Super Bowl. I think it's the last time they got to the Super Bowl. So yeah, for exactly. him to take that team, you know, and, and the group he's got around him is very good, particularly those offensive skill players. Leonard Fournette has, Leonard Fournette has had a, uh, a resurgence in his career since he left Jacksonville and went to Tampa. And uh, Ronald Jones is tremendous. You know, Antonio Brown, I guess, gives you some depth there, but I don't think he's the Antonio Brown of old and you know gronk is still going to be respected he's lost a step uh, you know not as uh, as dynamic as he used to be but he's still a guy that's going to burn you if you don't respect it so uh, now you're rooting for for K- kc now do you expect a kc victory then sunday night
2: I think there's about a 95% chance wow. that, that Kansas City is going to win. So you're going to put big money on it, is yes. what you're saying? Yeah, big, 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 big money. Big dough, big cash. Big, big dough, big dough. Very nice. Big so,
1: money. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a fascinating game. I, I just feel, I think it's going to be too, you know, some people have talked about, you know, Brett Rump talked about it early on the sports rush that he feels both teams are going to try to establish the run and all this. I don't. I mean, they will run the football, but I'm also thinking that both of these quarterbacks are going to air it out. I really feel like both coaches are going to go. This is your game. Go do your thing. Type thing.
2: Do you have a prediction on the score,
1: the final score? Well, I here's where I I'll go. I'll, I I I would like Kansas City to win because there I do have some money on KC that I put. On months ago to win the Super Bowl. So that would be nice. But man, there's something in me that just wants Tom Brady just to keep winning to me. I mean, it's just. Basically, because it annoys the hell out of people. Yes. Like you, John. Yes. Like, yeah.
2: Well, I mean. It annoys me, but, you know, there's nothing real. It's really out of my control. Right. Like, you, yeah, know, you can't control Tom, it. Tom Brady is just talented. Let's face it. Indiana, let's face it. He's,
1: yeah. he's talented. Here, Here's with me, and this kind of like with LeBron and other other guys. They're in that conversation of being the GOAT or whatever. If you're in the conversation and you're an active player, I, I'm a fan of just keep winning. Just keep winning because it takes all doubt. So if Tom Brady is the best pl- quarterback we've ever seen, keep piling up those super bowls just take no doubt out of it you know mj in his prime i would have loved it for him to keep playing because just just continue to win titles and prove people wrong so um that to me was is is my push I, I i it's a game where i really don't have any rooting interest i'd like to win some money but i'd also like to see tom brady win another super bowl um so i'm just gonna sit back and enjoy it and speaking of money can you believe that if
2: brady wins he walks home with 500000 Yeah, he gets a bonus, right?
1: Which is probably just chump change. Yeah, it's him. it's going to be lost in the sofa, right? Just be, <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> crap. I, that check I, I forgot I got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. But, uh, yeah, should be a lot of fun coming up on Sunday. Uh, Chiefs and Tampa Bay, you can hear the game right here on 1380. The Fan, 100.9 FM, Super Bowl 55. I remember Super Bowl 50. Felt like it was last year. Now we're at Super Bowl 55. We're moving right along. Five years ago. Yeah. And uh, I do believe they'll have some fans in the stands. I do believe they'll be first responders, medical personnel that they'll have at the Super Bowl. So that's cool. How fitting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, I I, I think that's very um, honorable. And, and obviously to everyone out there, you know, I, I know hopefully, God willing, that, you know, if everyone masks up and gets their shot, we can. I'll go to NFL
1: Games. Yeah, hopefully next next fall. But I'm getting my second shot, John, next Tuesday for the vaccine. I already got my first. Getting oh, nice. the second one on Tuesday as a employee Lutheran Health. Um, mm. was able to get it. They said the set the first one was fine, you know, just kinda sore. The arm was kinda sore, like after you get a shot. The second one. It can knock you on your butt for 24, 48 hours, potentially. So we'll see how that goes. Well, I hope to see you here next week. Yes, sir. I will be here uh, freshly inoculated and. Uh and survived uh, the COVID pandemic without getting it, knock on wood. So, yes. yes. So, All right, we're going to take a break. we got plenty more to come. We're going to talk to Akilah Sims, a Snyder girls basketball coach. Her team will play in the semifinals of the sectionals tomorrow night as the Panthers will... Take on, who are they playing tomorrow? At DeKalb, they play Northrop, 12-7, uh, and 7, Snyder, 9-11. and 11. Northrop Carroll at the top of that bracket in the semis. Looks like the clear-cut favorite, but uh, quite the uh, turnaround, quite the year for Snyder. Really playing some good basketball into the new year and into the playoffs. We'll talk all about it with former Snyder Panther player. Akilah Smith- Sims, and now head coach of the Snyder Panthers. you listening listening to the High School Coaches Show right here at 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM.
6: If you don't know who to trust, vehicle ownership can be one of the most stressful things in our lives. And that goes well beyond getting the best deal. Evans Toyota offers Fort Wayne's only comprehensive vehicle ownership experience. We have vehicles for everyone. Everything from new Toyotas to certified and high quality pre-owned cars, trucks, vanes, and SUVs. All of which come with up to three years of prepaid maintenance. But we're so much more than a huge inventory. Evans Insurance Network is located on site and features more names you can trust like Progressive, Travelers, and Nationwide. When you need a rental, Evans Rentals has upwards of 100 rental vehicles. Everything from cars with high fuel economy to 12 passenger vans need service you should know evans employs more master level certified technicians than any other toyota dealer in northeast indiana now that's experience you can trust from our humble beginnings on brooklyn avenue the evans family has been serving the greater fort wayne area since 1955 and you can trust we'll be here when you need us most
7: If you're passionate about your business, chances are an off-the-shelf insurance policy isn't for you. But where do you find a broker that will treat your business like this special operation it is? Well, right here in Fort Wayne, actually. Hoopy Insurance Services, now celebrating 40 years of service to the Fort Wayne community. If you love fixing cars and have an auto body shop, they'll craft a policy with the right coverages for you. If you like helping others find their best look and have a beauty shop, same story. No matter what type of business you operate, Matt and the staff... At Hoopie Insurance Services have the knowledge and resources to cover your unique circumstances. Trust the local business that's been doing business for 40 years. Call Hoopie Insurance Services today at 486-7488 to discuss your business. That's 486-7488. And, of course, they're the choice for life, health, auto, or homeowner's insurance as well. Hoopie Insurance Services, their family serving your family and your family's business now for over 40 years
8: it doesn't take a brain surgeon to know ticks suck but what you might not know is that they don't just suck blood way out in the woods those creepy little bugs can be anywhere all year long and I do mean little they can be smaller than the head of a pin but big trouble comes in these small gross packages even a tiny tick can make you super sick so what's the most important tip to avoid getting bit well duh pay attention remember ticks can be just about anywhere outdoors. Then spray attention with an EPA-registered insect repellent. Wearing long socks and other protective clothing is a good idea, too. When you come back inside, shower. And always remember, check for ticks everywhere. And if you do get a tick bite, don't panic. Tell an adult. And visit ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Go to ticksuck.org for more information. Tick! org hey dad how do airplanes fly what's in this box can i touch this where does sand come from is this tree good for climbing what happens if i mix these two things together how are
3: babies made what does this thing do
1: kids are curious about everything including guns talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step but you can do more Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family
2: safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org.
0: What do we
3: keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my
9: bike backwards?
1: Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council.
9: Every day we fight to preserve magnificent places and wildlife. We're Earth Justice, a national legal nonprofit fighting for your right to a healthy environment. Every day we fight to advance clean energy. We're Earth Justice, 135 plus lawyers representing clients free of charge. Every day we fight to combat climate change. We're Earth Justice, and we're here because, now more than ever, the Earth needs a good lawyer. Earth justice uses the power of law to ensure our planet and its inhabitants have a future. No one fights more cases on the environment than Earth justice. And we win almost every time. Systems are safer and public lands are preserved. And we win because these are fights we cannot lose. Want to join us in this fight? The time is now. Go to earthjustice.org today. That's earthjustice.org
8: mom dad before you throw out those unused medicines just think for a minute grandma grandpa all you guys take meds that's why you got to dispose of your old pills correctly those pills for your back pain or migraines when you throw them in the trash those medicines can become lethal in the wrong hands our Our hands. hands You may be finished with that medicine.
2: But those pills are making me real popular at school.
8: My brother James could think they're candy. Our dog loves to get in the garbage. And those meds can make him sick or worse. So So stop. stop. There are better ways to dispose of your unused meds. There are lots of police stations, local pharmacies, and hospitals that are approved to take in unused meds and dispose of them safely. Disposal sites are close by. It's easy, and it's the right thing to do for For us. us. The ones you
4: love. To find a medicine disposal site near you, visit www.safe.pharmacy. A public service message from the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy.
0: Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM.
1: Welcome back to the High School Coaches Show here on 1380 to Fan 100.9 FM. I am Justin Kenny. He is John Graham here until the top of the hour, and we're still looking outside at the chaos that is the winter weather going on. Uh, already some uh, school closures. Uh, Angola is closed tomorrow. And uh looks like Hamilton and Fremont schools are closed as well be early e learning day for them. John, real quick, we have uh, we have uh, in my house my wife teaches at Huntington Catholic School and my son goes to Saint Elizabeth's here in Fort Wayne, Caddy Corner from 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 Homestead. So they're two different school districts and Huntington tends to cancel more often because of the county roads um, and delay and uh, St. Elizabeth's doesn't really. So it's always interesting in the mornings when my son finds out that, yes, mom has a delay, but (laughs) you do not. So get your butt up and get ready for school. Exactly. I'm like, I'm looking at this right now, looking outside. I can see it now. Either he will not have a delay, and my wife will, or my wife won't have school, and he will have school. And I can already hear him just complaining.
2: Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but usually... If the big boys close, and that's Fort Wayne community and northwest, yeah, uh, northwest, then and southwest, you know, then the
1: cousins, and the cousins, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, the little like, brothers, the little brothers and sisters, yeah, like Concordia, and, they and, do, and, yeah. And the it's it's kind of Southwest Allen. So when Southwest Allen does something that's usually when Saint Elizabeth does, Huntington's just like, okay, you know, we're, we're just close. We don't follow. We, we're our own people out here. We we're uh, too small. Yeah. Well, they do have the entire county. That's the kind of the issue. They have all the the the. Uh, the county roads out there so already school closures coming in for tomorrow pay attention to wherever you get that information stand by for a text or whatever alert for uh for your school you don't have to wait till uh to watch the news or listen to the radio tomorrow morning like we used to when we were kids but uh let's talk some basketball and uh head coach of the snyder panthers her first year as head coach of snyder panthers is akilah sims she joins us right now coach how are you I'm fine. How are you doing? Well, we're doing well and uh you know as a as a, a coach now it's a little bit different than when you were a student, but do you still get excited for delays and school closures or are you Oh yeah,
10: absolutely. Okay. I am now in the building of course teaching at Snyder 2 and man it's definitely exciting when I see that two-hour delay text message. <laughs> right. uh,
1: see, you mentioned text message. You know, when we were kids, we were watching the morning news and oh, watching yeah. the scroll.
10: Oh, yeah, early morning.
1: You know, and you, the anticipation would rise and rise when you got to, uh, you know, DEF, because I went to Northside. Right. So we'd get closer <laughs> to a foreign community, and then it would right, skip right. over and go to Garrett, and you're like, what? <laughs> so yeah those are days now we just get a text message so it's uh, pretty convenient but uh, not as exciting i guess or disappointing but uh coach you know congratulations on this first year um for you guys 12 and 7 uh you guys will face Northrup tomorrow night in that second sectional final game it seemed that uh, you guys already knocked off once earlier this year and you know we've we've seen the migration in girls basketball over the last five ten years to seeing really impact girls early on in in their high school careers and this year you have a lot of them four of your top five scores are freshmen destiny jackson that solid senior presence mixed in there but man you have have really been able to hit the ground running with some really really good ninth graders
10: yeah absolutely and uh grateful for all of them uh, not only are they all great basketball players but they're amazing kids and uh coming in as a first-year coach at the high school level, you can only be grateful for something like that. So um, it's always great to have kids that are great kids on the floor and then off the floor as well.
1: We talk about it so often on the boys' side and just, you know, how when a team can fall on tougher times, how quickly the talent can disperse in the city of Fort Wayne. Really difficult. So wh- you, you guys weren't at the bottom of the heap of the SAC, but you weren't definitely weren't at the top last several years. So what was the message when you came in to convince these ninth-graders to come in because open enrollment in Fort Wayne Community Schools these girls can go anywhere
10: yeah absolutely um from the start my coaching staff and I we just preach um hard work and effort and dedication to whatever you are doing at that time so if you if you are working uh your hardest every single day giving your all then greatness is just automatically going to come your way um so that is definitely something that we we preach and of course um basketball talk defense uh, which has actually been something that we've been struggling with lately. But if we come around, I think we'll be fine. But definitely hard work, dedication, um, and then that defensive side of the ball has helped us out a lot.
1: You know one of your standout freshmen is Jordan Poole and there was a lot of talk around her uh, as an eighth grader is probably, probably being the best player in her class in the city. and you, you have to thrust her into a role that um, that you know a lot of girls wouldn't be ready for. Not only is she a scorer she's your primary ball handler, she's bringing the ball up the floor uh, as a ninth grader to put a lot of pressure as being okay, you're going to be our uh, one of our primary one guards. How has she handled it? And is it kind of surprised you or did you expect this out of her?
10: Um, Jordan has done a phenomenal job of handling it, I would say. I mean, for a freshman to have to come in and uh, be appointed to running a team is a very hard job to have. Um, and she's done a really good job of communicating um things that she needs help on. And uh, my staff and her teammates have done a really good job as well of kind of helping her out. Uh, we have a phenomenal uh senior leader, one in Destiny Jackson and two in Nakai Boone, who have kind of stepped up and helped her out as well. So um, us being her family, we try to do a really good job of um, supporting her through the good and also through the bad times, because we know and expect that those things are going to happen. But Jordan's just a phenomenal kid, phenomenal player, so um, she just does a really good job naturally.
1: You know, Coach, you know, a lot of times we talk about the the girls that, that play early, that make an impact, but we kind of forget about the girls that maybe uh, bided their time and, and felt this their role was going to be greater this year, but then a, a great ninth-grade class comes in, and those girls can either mentally check out or, or quit the team, or they can stick with it. And I feel like you have some upperclassmen, some juniors that have stuck with it, and, and while they don't put up big numbers, they're as integral to this team as some of the girls scoring a lot of points for you.
10: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Samantha and Jaden, uh, those are my two seniors right now who um, are uh, major. I mean, junior. I said seniors. I'm sorry. I meant juniors. <laughs> You're all right. uh, those are my two juniors uh, right now who ha- who also play a tremendous role um, in leadership. So uh, Jaden Easton, she is actually a. Uh, Miss Brain, So she's actually sitting at a 4.7 GPA right now, which is, Jeez. oh, my God, off the charts, right? She is in the runnings for valedictorian. Uh, so she's our brains um, on and off the court. And even though she's not in the game to start, she is a leader um, on that bench for us. And she really does a good job as well helping out not only Jordan, but a lot of our wing freshman guards that we have in this um, being these detail-oriented with them, helping them out through all of their struggles, giving them tips on how to be successful at the varsity level. She does a really good job. And then you have Samantha. Uh, man, she's one of the hardest workers on our team. She does an amazing, amazing job of just bringing the intensity and being the epitome of what hard work truly is. Uh, so just having them to uh, to add on to Nakai and Destiny Jackson. And then you have, of course, our, our younger athletes. I think the team is just uh it's – they're just great.
1: Akilah Sims, Snyder Panthers coach joining us here on the high school coaches show. And and coach, it's been a a, I think a a very topsy turvy week for you. You guys played Carroll so good. You were up by eight, I want to say eighteen in the first half last Friday. And and you let it get away. And and how I mean there's so many angles to go with this. You could take the encouragement out of it. You know that you guys played tremendous against a team that's got twenty one wins and won the SAC, but you let it get away. And then but now you're not looking ahead because you have to refocus, you have to play a Northrop team that, uh, you know, if you don't watch it, it's good enough to clip you with Coach Clopton there. And then, oh, by the way, if you do win tomorrow night, maybe you get another shot at Carroll on Saturday night. So, man, take us through the dichotomy and the balance that you guys have gone through mentally and on the floor over the last several days. Yeah, um, well,
10: it's uh, always a challenge, you know, uh, losing. But moving uh, to a great team is not always a, a loss. Um, and we preach that to the kids. I have a phenomenal, um, coaching staff and one of those coaches that I have is, um, Art Gregory. And he does a really good job of one, keeping me, uh, balanced and rooted and, uh, teaching our young athletes as well, um, what, what to pull out of the game. So we've, um, uh, we've broken down film, uh, we've given out scouting reports and tried to re- refocus because at the end of the day, come sectional time, we're all zero zero. Okay. And it's a different game, uh, when you come into, uh, that, uh, state line. So we know that, we realize that, and all we can do um, is just focus on the things that we need to improve on and uh, keep chipping away at the things that we do well. So um, defense has definitely been a focus for us this week.
1: All right, Coach, before we let you go, you know, you stand out at, at Snyder, uh, went to college, played overseas. Uh, you're making me feel old. I'm sure you feel a little older now that you're you're coaching uh, you oh, know, yes. as a senior when you were in 2012 and, and was an Indiana All-Star. But uh, has the game changed? Has girls' high school basketball in Fort Wayne changed since you were a senior? Or is it still pretty similar to how you remember?
10: Um. <laughs> I would have to say uh, it has changed. Uh, the game uh, when I played was a, a little bit more aggressive, and uh, now I would say the game is kind of structured structured into um, a more finesse game, a more shooter game. Um, but uh, I feel like the passion is, is still there, and these girls um, that I have, they're still learning and growing. Um, but one thing that we didn't have was the uh, the trainers that they have. So uh that's a benefit for them and I am blessed that they have the ability to be able to use the trainers that are out there um to their benefit and to the development. So I think I think the game is still uh growing and developing.
1: Yeah, guys out there like Nard and and David Goodwell and those guys just do a tremendous job with girls and boys in the area for sure. But okay, Coach, I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. You know, we'll let you get back to your evening. Uh, hopefully, you'll get that text message for tomorrow. You know, we'll we'll, we'll pray
10: for you and see if you can get that We're text. Already off. We're doing parent-teacher oh, conferences, so well, let's save it until Monday. There, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. So, hey, Coach, good luck tomorrow night, and and
1: good luck, you know, potentially with the rematch uh, with Carol on Saturday. We'll see what happens.
10: All right, I appreciate you, and thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks, Coach. All righty. Have a good night. You too.
1: That was Coach Akilah Sims. Her first year as head coach of the Snyder Panthers, of course, played for the Panthers in her prep career, went on to college, played over in Finland uh, overseas, won the uh, 2018 League Championship over there in the Finnish Women's League, averaged 18 points, nine rebounds, uh, and and was just a phenomenal person, spent the last couple years on the staff of Purdue Fort Wayne over with the Mastodons now in the building at Snyder, coaching girls' basketball. Cabal and has Snyder with their first double-digit win season in the last four years and with four of their top five players, uh, leading scorers, freshmen Uh, It's a scary-looking team going forward for sure. That's going to do it for us here on a blustery, wintry, snowy Thursday night. Thank you to John Graham for producing. Thank you to Coach Akilah Sims for joining us and Mr. Bryce Vance, award-winning journalist at KPC Media Group as well. We'll be back here next Thursday talking more basketball. Everybody stay safe out there. Be slow, get home, and mask up. We'll catch you next Thursday. This has been the High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM.
0: for listening to this exclusive presentation of 1380 The Fan, the high school coaches show with Justin Kenny on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Download the podcast at 1380thefan.com or wherever you get podcasts.
5: Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.